Okay, good afternoon. This is Richard Shu, host of Shoe Untied. Today, I'm very pleased to have with me my guest, Louis LaHoe, who's the co-managing partner of the Silicon Valley office of DLA Piper. Louis, welcome to the program. Thanks for having me, Richard. Well, we've talked about this for so long. It's finally good to finally have you on my show. I am honored, <laughs> humbled. <laughs> well, Louis, look, I've known you for a long time. We were, you know, we were both at Sherman and Sterling for many years. Tell me a little bit about how your practice has kind of evolved. I mean, I know you do primarily M&A, but I know you also do a lot of other broader stuff. Uh, that's a great question, Richard, and thanks for asking, and, and thanks for bringing me on. Um, I started my career at Sherman and Sterling while I was still in college, <laughs> and uh, I stayed with them for 12 years. I was in Washington, New York, London, Paris, and I was having the greatest time, and I met and married a French woman, and she said, and we're in Paris, and she said, Louis, you didn't think I married you to stay in France. <laughs> my father, who's French, obviously with my name, I had yeah, to be right, French, right. came to visit us once, and he said, Louis, you know... No, you know that I left this country <laughs> to give you a better life. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> so in 2005, uh, uh, I, I came back to Palo Alto with my two kids and my French wife, and we started over. Hmm. And starting over is a theme, Richard. Hmm. Uh, it's a theme that I love because in my career, I've had the great fortune of, of, of having multiple iterations. So I started as a capital markets lawyer. Uh, doing a lot of equity and debt for mostly European multinationals that were accessing the U.S. capital markets hmm. and, and wanting to list on the U.S. exchanges. Somewhere around 2005, um, the uh, Justice Department figured out that they could uh, replenish their, their falling budgets by slapping big fines on multinationals for violations of FCPA and, hmm. and uh, antitrust laws and, and all sorts of other sanctions. And so our clients started to get very frustrated at, at, uh, at that. And, and so as the U.S. lawyer on the ground in Europe, uh, I, I was no longer the key, bringing the, uh, the, the suitcases of cash. I was, uh, I was the deliverer of all the bad news. So hmm. it was time. <laughs> to to come back in 05 and and uh i i looked i could have gone to new york or a lot of other places but i'm from the the silicon valley originally mm. and um i really thought that it was the epicenter of of where everything was happening and as i saw the innovations in the legal practice i saw them happening here mm -hmm. and so there was no question in my mind that this was really the right place to be and so i retooled as a as an m&a lawyer i did a lot of buy side private equity work and i did a lot of portfolio company work for private equity firms like mm. silver lake and hellman and friedman and elevation partners and and many more and uh, and then the the, uh, the great recession happened, mm. and I had to start over again in, in uh, 2009. And I went to start uh, the local office of a regional law firm. You know, having you know been promoted to partner mm -hmm. uh, from associate to go do this with zero clients. Mm. Um, so again, 2009. Small regional firm, zero clients. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a great place to be. <laughs> uh, you know, it actually was a great place and a great time because mm -hmm. uh, if you were flexible and you were hungry, um, you know, you could really uh, build a practice. At mm -hmm. that time, people mm -hmm. were, you know, looking over everything all over again. And mm -hmm. and it, it, if you're a young buck uh, without a big brand and 
um, flexible, what you can what you can get is a lot of startups. So mm-hmm. I retooled as a, as an emerging growth lawyer. I see. And um, uh, one one day I walked into Samsung and I said uh, I'd like to do all your work, and they said, well, you know, we only have one law firm. We probably should have two. Mm-hmm. And uh, that really was a big accelerator, and, and then I went into a bunch of other venture capital firms and did the same thing, hmm. and said, "Hey, you know, I'd like to be doing your work." And and um, you know, it really builds an ecosystem. If you have companies, you can tell those companies that you represent some venture firms, and you represent venture firms, and you can introduce them to companies. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really a virtuous. Uh, it's a virtuous cycle, mm-hmm. and so. Um, today I work for you know iconic brands like uh, Evernote, um, really cutting edge business intelligence companies like Good Data, um, uh, security companies like Securely, and, and uh, just having a fantastic mm-hmm. time. And is your, is, do you do now a mix of startups and capital markets and M and A, or are you kind of refocused now on mainly startups? That's a great say? question. So um, my great takeaway of the of the recession of two thousand nine um, is that you really needed to be in all three circles. You know, the first circle you've got to have some relevance in the startup community and with venture firms. Mm-hmm. The second circle, some of those companies from the first circle need to go public uh, to create the streams of work mm-hmm. uh, that that funnel and fuel uh, DLA Piper. Mm-hmm. And the third circle is really what DLA Piper is built for: is big multinational global companies that are doing, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's a large M and A transaction, a small one, a carve out. Uh, there's there's a there's an investigation or or a bet the company matter. Mm-hmm. And so you know, my strategy, Rich, uh, Rich is is to is to be in all three mm. circles mm. Um, at scale. Mm. And um, when I went to start over again, uh, my career in 2015, I, I took a look around the valley and compared my practice what it was and where I wanted to take it and what the capabilities of the firms were. Mm-hmm. And it was very counterintuitive that mm-hmm. this was the only firm, DLA Piper, that could do everything that I was doing and could do them globally mm-hmm. and at scale. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the, the key themes as I was looking to start over that people were telling me was, well, you know, Louis, if you want to be doing more work for us, you need to be able to do more mm-hmm. work for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to have less law firms, mm-hmm. not more. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we need a firm that can help us with our joint venture in Thailand, as well as, uh, you know, the local business here in the U.S. Um, and, and because, you know, the, the two, the, it's the same business and it, it informs each other. Um, if you want to be managing our, our portfolios, whether it's our, it's our workforce or our trademark portfolio or our patent portfolio, you, you need to have people mm-hmm. that can answer you and, and where you can implement a global pricing program. And, and this really has proved out uh, uh, to be the place where I've been able to do that. Now, working with global companies is obviously very different from startups. Do you have kind of a preference? Like, is one more favorable? Do you, do you have one favorite over the other? That's, that's a great question. There is nothing more fun than working with a CEO or a founder um, on a, a financing that will make or break the company, mm-hmm. um, how to structure it, how to convince the existing investors to, mm-hmm. to, to participate with their pro rata, mm-hmm. um, how, how to um, build a syndicate of investors that mm-hmm. will come in. And same for a liquidity event, if, if it's a sale, you know, who are, the, who are the right players? You know, how do you build a process to mm-hmm. go and 
mm-hmm. and bring them in. Um, or if it's going global, um, that's really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, where, how do you create an offshore IP mm-hmm. structure mm-hmm. and should you set up your European operations in Ireland or the Netherlands? Um, I feel so lucky, Richard, because I get such a variety mm-hmm. of of um, of, uh, of exposure to industries, clients, and, and different mm-hmm. needs. And I would say the what's most enjoyable is to is to be the person who gets the call to answer that the most you know, difficult question that your mm-hmm. client is struggling with. Mm-hmm. We're pleasers as lawyers. And so <laughs> we um, are in the service business after we all. We are. And, and, and so if you get, if you're able to, to, to untie that knot, since, you know, we're on untied, Shoe untied um, absolutely. if, uh, if you can untie that knot and create harmony or, or mm-hmm. where, where there wasn't, mm-hmm. yeah, that's really mm-hmm. fun. Well, it sounds like, it sounds like you really enjoy the variety. You obviously have a very successful practice. What do, what do you think it really is that gets you up in the morning that, that really drives you? Cause obviously I think, you know, I've, I've, I've interviewed with a lot of lawyers and I do find that lawyers who are successful are also ones that really love their job. And you, I think fit in that category, but what, what do you think it is that really kind of, you know, gets you up in the morning when you think about your, your day? That's a great point. So Richard, I wanted to be a lawyer when I was seven. Oh, interesting. Um, and there was never a, a question since then that I would be a lawyer. Mm. Um, when, when I was a young paralegal at, at Sherman and Sterling, they used to joke at me that, oh, well, when you're managing partner someday, mm-hmm. um, then you can decide this or that. Yeah. And in the meantime, shut up, Louie. <laughs> um, but uh, th- that's always what I was going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I have so much fun in, in my job. You know, the thing that gets me up in the morning today, it, it's, you know, obviously, you know, pleasing. So, you know, every morning I have probably 60 emails that I... I wake up every morning at six and I probably turn off at sometime between midnight and one. And there's 60 emails that have come in overnight because of the time zones. Right. And so, you know, I count them and and let's face it, you know, you, you, you want to be the person that, that people are are reaching out to. Mm -hmm. Um, I, 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 I get, but that's a little bit vain. I, I think that what I'm really enjoying now in, in my new sort of, role is is helping mentor associates mm-hmm. and help them helping them move forward helping them um, figure out how to give confidence to a client because mm-hmm. really clients want to feel covered mm-hmm. they want to know that you mm-hmm. you've got it mm-hmm. um, not only have you got the substance but you've got the t- the process and you're driving it mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. And, I, and I tell I tell my associates all the time if a client asks you for an update on their matter before you've given them an update mm-hmm. you screwed up mm-hmm. you you lost an opportunity to make them feel good and now they feel like they're the ones driving not you mm-hmm. and you need to go take the ball back and find something else to give them an update on and then give them another update mm-hmm. without f- making them feel like you just clogged their inbox with garbage yeah, right, right. Um, and that's that's a tricky thing to do so um, giving clients confidence that you have it that you're you're that you're also reaching back to making make sure that you're aligned with them mm-hmm. you know sometimes they want you to make the decision sometimes they want you to consult with them and tell them it's it's you know go left or go right mm-hmm. uh, simplifying the problems to you know two or three at the most um, alternatives and probably having a recommendation but that isn't uh, dogmatic mm-hmm. you know I think it's I think it's door number one but it could be door number two or three mm-hmm. if you want you know if you're if you're looking to get to, to city number two door number two might be the fastest way mm-hmm. right um, so that's um, I'm getting a lot of enjoyment out of that I, I would say as well you know building a team that can service uh, this 
this portfolio of clients and work mm -hmm. is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. So in this building, Richard, you know, I think we, we have people that speak 39 languages. Mm. Um, sorry, 40. I just got updated. <laughs> 40 languages. Um, and it isn't just Mandarin and, and Cantonese and, and French, but we have people speaking Arabic and we have uh, people speaking various dialects of, of Hindu, mm -hmm. and Hindi. And, and um, you know, that's really what makes uh, a firm diverse. Mm -hmm. And it, it, um, it creates a culture where it's about what you can deliver mm -hmm. and what you can get done and how you can connect with people. And because everybody comes from somebody else at DLA Piper, um, you know, you, you have a group of people who are open. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, they didn't grow up in the Los Altos Hills Country Club, nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, they don't have a, a dinner party waiting for them at 6 yeah. o'clock to yeah. leave here to go to the Los Altos right. Hills yeah, Country yeah, Club. Yeah. And so most likely they have each other. Yeah. And, and so, um, you know, every Monday morning, Rich, Richard, we get together for breakfast. Mm -hmm. uh, we serve a hot breakfast. And in 30 minutes, people go around the table and they share what they closed last week, what they're trying to close this week, whether they need work or whether they need help. Right. And it's a big team, but mm -hmm. we go around that table fast and you better, you better mm -hmm. talk fast and you, you better not dilly dally. Mm -hmm. um, and then at the end, you know, we talk about what business development events or other events are happening, mm -hmm. you know, during the week. And, and then, mm -hmm. you know, if there was a, if there was some learning on a deal, you better share that. Um, or if there was a great win or, or, or if there was a mistake, mm -hmm. you know, right. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that's what we do. And then Friday to end the week, Richard, we, we try and get together, um, you know, whoever's around after work, mm -hmm. I say that in air quotes, because um, <laughs> we all know that's at a different time every day. Um, and, you know, we, we, we have a personal get together and, you know, people raise a glass and, and they talk about, you know, what they're doing this weekend or what they're, what's on their mind. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just got engaged or I just broke up or, mm -hmm. or, hey, Louie, like, how do you find time to to do all these things and then still have, you know, raise a glass with us right, and right. et cetera. So that, that's the culture that we're building here at DLA. Well, it's funny. I mean, I've interviewed a lot of lawyers, as you know, on my, on my podcast. And I would say, I don't think I've ever seen anyone. And I know the audience can't see this. I don't think I've ever seen anyone smile as much during these interviews. It sounds like you're just really enjoying it and you're having a lot of fun. Is that, is that a fair statement? Uh, I, you know, I, I feel like we have this huge opportunity in front of us, Richard, and I feel so lucky to, to be right here, right where I am. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I feel, like we have so much wind in our sails and and you know I'm just excited mm -hmm. about mm -hmm. about what we can do and so as I look forward in the next five years at all of the integration that we're going to be doing at DLA Piper to make all of these pieces fit together better and and to make all the squeaky wheels not you know put grease on them mm -hmm. and make them mm -hmm. flow I mean it's it's exciting mm -hmm. I, I spent a little bit of time traveling uh, this fall, Richard, as you may know, and I spent a week uh, with our team in Shanghai, Hangzhou, and Hong Kong, and it was my second time to mainland China. And, and yep, I'm I'm fairly uh, uh, ignorant, um, and that shouldn't have been my second time, but it was. And it just opened my eyes to you know the concerns of our clients over there and what it is that they need. What's what are they worried about, and you know how can we fix it mm -hmm. and. And what are all the things that our clients here don't even know about mm. what's going on over there and what we can do for them over there? And, and um, what are the talents of our team members and where do they see themselves in, in two years and five years? Mm -hmm. And then I went over to Hong Kong and, and um, hosted you know, a, whole, a whole group of clients.
clients and and friends um, for a night. Uh, a couple of weeks later, I was in. I, I toured Latin America and and went and visited our offices in Sao Paulo, Rio, and we just opened an office in Buenos Aires. And you know, Buenos Aires might not be the the most logical place for a guy from Silicon Valley to go to, but because it was this big office opening party, uh, every all of the offices from Latin America sent their 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 chieftain or chief chief desks, and uh, so it was a great way to get together with a lot of people in a, in a short amount of time. And I mean, what we're doing down there is, is really exciting. And, um, so I'm excited about what we can do when, when everybody knows each other, when everybody's, you know, throwing their clients together and, and having them work together and, and, and work on the platform. And it's, it's, um, I think the next five years at DLA Piper are very bright and I'm excited. Well, Louis, this has been a fascinating conversation. It's really great to talk to you and hear the excitement. I'd love to check in on a few years and see how it's going. Thanks a lot, Richard. Have a great day. This is Richard Shu and Louis LaHoe. Thanks.